Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more hidden from the towering stacks of your library. We've ensconced safely in the uh, in the protective enclosure of the visitor center. Yes, I must say, I've like the last week I've developed a little bit more feeling for your plight. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. having been locked up here with you. I mean, I guess that you're not locked up here with you. I am locked up I'm here stuck in you. here with me. <laughs> but So, yes, I, I, I see a little bit more how you've been feeling about the library and, like, especially being, like, stuck here in the uh, Vinister Center for this uh, past week. Yeah, well, the first week is the hardest, and mm-hmm. the second week is worse, and then it's all downhill from there. Yes. No, I hope you've, have you been enjoying it. I've, I've tried to ensure that there are some creature comforts while you've been stuck mm-hmm. in here with me. Uh, uh, some of the, uh, the leftover duck and hoisin sauce Absolutely. that I rescued from I, the uh, cafeteria. I, I, I hope that I've been able to contribute a little bit to the variety of cooking with what we've had available here. The last oh, you've week. been excellent, because I'm used to just tearing into that shit's raw. We do have the, the pantry available here, and we could manage to get back into the cafeteria while scrolling, crawling through the ducks there, where. Uh, yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to see because we are still under siege from the Velibraptors that, yes. for some reason, have been uh, have been attacking us uh, while I've been protecting uh, the stash of books based on films based on books, which these little dinosaurs seem to fucking hate. Yeah, well, it's especially the Jurassic Park one that they seem to have it in for. Look, uh, I'm not going to let them damage that book. No, no. I'm a junior librarian now, so I'm going to protect these books. This has left us in a little bit of a conundrum because we've only had access to the books that you had. Uh, Stacked away in your uh, bag when we uh, got yeah. into the uh, visitor center here. Um, I think we should also mention about the visitor center. Like I did mention that we were going to have an open day here. Yeah, you didn't mention that it was going to be two day and that we were going to be surrounded by people. Yeah, I'd like no. So it's like we have a few people here in the uh, in the visitor center with us who came to like view the library. Unfortunately, library viewings have been cancelled due to the library raptors um, marauding the hallways. So unfortunately, yes. I cannot offer you the promised uh, <laughs> tour of the library that we were going to give. And all No, we can still give a, we can still give a tour. If everyone would just turn around and face back, this concludes our tour. Thank you. <laughs> now, we hope you enjoy the uh, the bookworm canapes that we've set out for you here uh, with hoisin sauce. <laughs> yes. There's a fucking hoisin sauce on everything, isn't it's there? It's like that's the only thing we had left. I'm sorry. So, so, so please sit down and, uh, uh, and, and enjoy, and we will try to entertain you with today's book. Oh, we yes. are going to, yes, we are going to review a book based on a film, based on a book that we, and probably you, definitely have never read. Yes. So, uh, on the Omega board here today, we have for you the title of uh, this week's book. We'll be reviewing Zootopia 2, Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they seem to be really enthusiastic yeah, about wow, their one. So what a delightful surprise. <laughs> yes, it's the, the... Please keep the applause coming, please. It's the book after the movie <laughs> after the book. And, of course, like, in, as it goes with these things, they, the, the original book was, like, Robin Hood, of course, and then the editors get their hands on it, and they try to pour it into the Zootopia format. And well, then the, the, the a... movie, which everybody's seen, and, like, it was a success, I'm sure you all enjoyed it. <laughs> but then, of course, it got novelized again, because they think, oh, we can make some more money out of this. And, that, again, that changed it to the point that the original story gets a little bit lost in translation. Unrecognizable. It's sort of like a game of telephone, you yes. know, where you, you, you whisper into one person's ear and they whisper to the next person and you have and no idea what to do. Aside from being a, a really creative rehash of a beloved literary classic, it's also like Disney making an homage to its own, uh, uh, its own history. Yes. So not just the traveling back in time to uh, uh, the high Middle Ages where uh, uh, Robin Hood traditionally takes place, but also acknowledging their own, like, 
the 70s were difficult times for Disney. Absolutely. They weren't yeah. producing the highest quality. They were still many years away from their renaissance with... Uh, uh, um, oh, what was it? It started with Little Mermaid, right? Lion King, the Little Mermaid, somewhere around Lion King, time. the Little Mermaid. That yeah, was the, uh, the great Disney renaissance. Yeah. Everybody loves the original uh, uh, Robin Hood movie by uh, Disney. Uh, but if you look at it, the, the quality of the artwork is shoddy. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost sketch work which has been colored in and it's got nothing of the precision that you'd later see in the. Uh, and Little John was recycled from Baloo. Oh yeah, there are many scenes. Uh, Lady Marion and Clucky dancing is also a copy from one of the scenes from uh, Jungle oh. Book. And there's a lot of this has just been traced over. So I guess like in the uh, anthropomorphic arts tradition, there is like tracing is generally frowned upon. But when Disney do it, it's apparently it's, <laughs> it's the style. Well, then, it's, yeah. then it's efficiency, then it's cost saving. It is. I mean, it does take a lot of work to animate that kind of thing. But so we all, I mean, I know that I speak for myself. I'm a very big fan of the original film Zootopia, the anthropomorphic world of uh, uh, various species, the, 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 the very timely message of uh, uh, the various forms that bigotry can take in our lives and how important it is to learn to live together and how difficult it is to learn to live together. Mm-hmm. And that even people who think that they're very open-minded may still have uh, uh, biases, biases yeah, that they're not aware of. Well, it, was a, it was a very like timely and subtle story. And so I appreciated that in this sequel, um, they used the device of time travel uh, in order to uh, to tell an equally important story about the perils of capitalism, capitalism and power, of course. Because, oh like, yes, the power corrupts absolutely. The point of the story is, of course, when uh, the uh, mayor of uh, Zootopia tries to set things right. Yes, uh, we remember Mayor Lionheart was imprisoned at the uh, at the end of Zootopia for what was it illegal again? experimenting or something keeping it under wraps the, or something yeah. like. He was not even doing the experimenting himself. He was no. like trying to keep it secret and like imprisoning these people in their uh, in that fortress over the waterfall. Oh yeah, that's right. Guarded by the uh, the howling wolves. Yes. So yes, he was. Um, um, so at the beginning of the book, and not the movie, the book. The, 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 and this is one of those little things where the uh, the book <laughs> yes. differs, differs greatly from the movie. Um, <laughs> the mayor escapes, and he manages to uh, get hold of a time traveling device and uh, go back in time to try and stop this. Uh, problem that he had in Zootopia. Like it's going to mess with his re-election, getting uh, arrested for these uh, illegal imprisonments. He kind of overshot the mark, though, didn't he? Did. I mean, he only needed to go back like a few weeks and, uh, uh, I guess, come clean. That would have been enough. Yeah. Like, make sure, like, tell himself, like, don't do it. Like, like don't play it like this. That would have been... But, yeah. but instead, 600 years earlier uh, into the past, he, he, finds finds himself, he, arrives. he finds himself in Sherwood Forest. Um, we flash forward back to the, the, the present where, uh, as we recall, Nick Wilde at the end of uh, Zootopia had been uh, uh, had completed his training as a, as a police officer and had joined the force under Chief Bogo uh, uh, alongside his partner, Judy Hopps. Gosh, I know these characters well. Have you watched the movie a few times? Well, not the movie, but certain, certain artwork based on the... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yes. But so Chief Bogo brings in uh, 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 Nick and Judy to a, uh, a secret room in the in the police department where they have sort of like time cop. They have a they have a time monitoring system. Of course, they notice that uh, the mayor has gone missing, and that uh, Mr. Lionheart has uh, managed to uh, create a disturbance in the time continuum. And uh, they which they can somehow detect. It's fine. Well, yeah, it's like a minority report, but then for time travel. I said Time Cop already. Time Cop. Time Cop kind of covers the base. Have we seen Time Cop with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. No one will admit to it. No, of course. Chief Bogo takes uh, Nick and Judy down into the basement of the police station where he unveils the fact that they have a police delorean. (laughs) 
which is, as we all know, the optimum form of time travel invented first in uh, Back to the Future. They, they basically get told to pile in the DeLorean and... Uh, Go back in time to stop the mayor. Now, I thought it was a very bold narrative choice that we don't immediately follow Nick and Judy, but that we stay in the uh, 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 the sort of time cop-esque uh, history-sensing uh, 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 chamber where they keep an eye on the various changes of history and realize that their mission has not been a success and they need backup. And they send the backup yeah. uh, in the form of other characters that we know. They're they're also piled into uh, uh, the same police DeLorean because that's how time travel works. Uh, one after the other. Uh, and it's sort of like there was no lady who swallowed a fly. And you send in a spider to catch the fly. And then a mouse to catch the spider. And then send a cat to catch the mouse. And then a dog to catch the... The amount of people that are being slingshotted into history to try and fix problems that they themselves continue to cause uh, is is... I'm fairly sure that they like, had more DeLoreans in that movie than were ever actually produced. <laughs> That's true. It is not a very popular car. Although, uh, I understand they're being produced again. Mm. And there's a good market for like aftermarketing, like taking the old chassis and uh, refurbishing them and making them like run again. Yeah, because somebody literally bought a warehouse full of replacement parts and used replacement parts to build new, new cars. cars. They're all stainless steel, so they're like they're pretty good. No, but they're all rubbish, aren't they? Oh, they're, I mean, rubbish, they're terrible. They're, okay, good. They don't rust. It makes sense actually to have like a time travel machine made out of stainless steel, because otherwise, like, why? If you, well, if you made out of cast iron or other iron, then it'll rust when you travel through time. Oh yes, of course. How silly of me. Time travel causes oxidation. I forgot about that. That's the what we all learn in school. Time causes the passage of oh oh okay. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I can't take you anywhere because we're stuck in this bloody visitor center. <laughs> it's it's for safety. So we have a. a uh, we have quite a significant cast that we remember from from Disney's Robin Hood that we remember as a as a sequel to Zootopia. I think they did a good job in mapping the various characters on the various roles in the uh, in the original Robin Hood. Now, okay, so let's let's take a look at the first mapping. Like, if we imagine that Zootopia character showed up in in Robin Hood, who's the first one that we would guess? Come on, come on, audience participation. Who do you think is Robin? Very good. Robin Hood is Nick Wilde. Oh, we should do audience participation. Oh, we should have little prizes. We could, we could. I'll, I'll, I can, I don't know, I can write like a, a, a one on your forehead because you're number one. Would you like that? Oh. All I have to offer is this pen. We're a bit low on resources here. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll just, we'll just do it. We'll just do it plain. Yes, of course. Robin Hood uh, uh, is Nick Wilde who, I mean, he started off as a bit of a, a scammer and a schemer. And he uh, does slide back into that role a little bit. Yeah. It's for some reason that that the book doesn't mention uh, is that they, Nick and Judy get sent back in time together, yet they don't arrive together. Yeah, like, time travel is apparently difficult. Yeah, like uh, Nick finds himself in the role of Robin Hood in the in the Sherwood Forest with his former partner. Ah, yes, yes. Now, Little John, played by the Fennec. Yes, I mean this time the went, name is kind of appropriate now, they, right? They went, they, yeah, they went a little bit more uh, literal in there than like uh, getting one of the bears. The joke is that he's supposed to be massive, and then Finnick is actually is actually small. He's got the voice for it. I had a oh, he certainly does. He has the big deep voice. Uh, I had a colleague a few years ago, and his name was Tiny, mm. and I was so disappointed that he was a regular sized man. Like uh, he wasn't huge, he wasn't little. Why would you name a child Tiny if you not if you don't have certain expectations? Actually, called him that. Yes. That's an odd name to give a child anyway. No, I don't have anything to... I, Maybe I they had aspirations for him to become an Italian mobster. 
What? It's like a tiny mobster was always called Tiny. Right? Tony. Tiny Tony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I guess that and works. Tony, but yes. I mean, they also have like names just like Three Finger Jack or like Jack. Well, Jack's not. A or Six ball. Dildo Bob. Yes. yes. And it's, and, and <laughs> Six Dildo Bob and the Bluegrass Samba of Doom. But that's like if you want to if you want to hear a strange song, <laughs> look that up on the internet. I think that's episode twenty-five. Is it? Oh yeah, we did do that. Yeah. We uh, did that one. Yeah, much to our regret. Uh, well, so um, he's actually like Robin Hood and Linda John. Walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other had to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodalali, oodalali, golly, what a day. Which brings us to another character which was uh, sent back in time. Like, and much like in the original Zootopia, she occasionally shows up and like doesn't do really much. Ah, yes. Uh, yes we have, of course, as we were talking about characters, we have Gazelle in the role of Alan Adele. The troubadour, originally the Roger Hux. Miller, the yes. yeah, yeah, originally uh, uh, Roger Miller, uh, singer, uh, playing the cockerel, Alan Adale, now Gazelle, who who narrates the the story. Uh, the story through song, and what a great choice. Unfortunately, she doesn't have her glitter tigers with her. I mean, they show up later in the book. Yeah, but that's what I was here for. Those mm. were the yeah. Those were the other pieces of artwork that I really enjoyed yeah, on certain it's websites. Like, it's just a shame they didn't work out that uh, that scene. Oh, they seem to like. work out a lot. Well, <laughs> have you seen them? Yes, they're big, they, big, huge. No, I, I meant like the producers <laughs> didn't work out that dance scene because I would have loved to see more of that. I would have seen, loved to see their whole. Yes, movie. that's the one thing that I like, think we all agree. In the movie, that, like, need to be more glitter tigers. Sorry, I'm just thinking Sorry. about some glitter tigers right now. Should we? All, hey guys, should we all just close your eyes and just have a little think about those glitter tigers? Mm. Hmm. Okay, right. the story. So, uh, we have Gazelle as Alan Adale, the troubadour bard, uh, 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 telling us this story of, now, so far, Robin Hood, we, it's, it's, it's quite close to the story that we, uh, uh, that we remember, you know, he scams the rich to, uh, uh, to protect the poor. He's developed his, his empathy, his sense of justice, but he also, like, he likes his hustles, baby. Oh, yes. I mean, that's where the glitter tigers come in. It's like the first time is when him and uh, Little John go and uh, spot the uh, the caravan with the uh, tax money coming in. And, of course, instead, oh, yeah. of, instead of rhinos in this version, they have the tigers carrying the uh, the big uh, chest with the gold in it. Yeah, yeah. The glitter tiger rhinos. I almost forgot that I had a note for that. The glitter tiger rhinos. Wow. Are we good at this? <laughs> I think we're, I'm very proud of us. And yeah, they, 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 they polish off the money and they, uh, they embarrass King John. Not the first, not the worst. No, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, right. That's not going to another song we, here. Uh, did we say that King John was again? Uh, uh, Prince John. Prince John. Uh, did we go? Uh, no, well, we, 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 no, you might get the suggestion that we're making this up as we're going along. No, no, this no. This is definitely no. a real book that we've been Prince reviewing John, over the past few uh, yeah, I think that was... The problem has, of course, has been that... Um, being thrown back in time, uh, uh, Mayor Lionheart has uh, ended up in the role of King Richard the Lionheart. Oh, here. Oh, there. There we go. There we go. And, uh, yeah, he's completely uh, he's stuck. And, like, he's not actually in the movie except for the last scene. Uh, yeah, just like in the original Robin Hood, like, he he's just kind of off screen. And then the story ends with him returning. And it's all fine again. Everything is, like, works out. I mean... Uh, Part of the problem is that's what we uh, what, what we discover with uh, the time travelers, why they have to keep sending extra people, is because uh, the time DeLoreans, whenever they come in and drive, they seem to be stuck in reverse, and they can't get <laughs> yeah. back. Uh, that's why they can't go back to the future, uh, because like well, they can't go forward to the future. Well, yes, because they well, yeah, yes, they can't go forward to the future because yeah. they're stuck in reverse. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> why do I do this with you? <laughs> so we have uh, we have Prince John. Played by Duke Weselton, pardon me, Duke Weaselton, 
uh, the uh, uh, the other scammer yep. from uh, uh, from Zootopia, who gets to be his little slinky little weaselly self and uh, throw a big fit when they make off with his gold. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's a bit of a drama queen that one. Isn't he, he is, he is, but the best kind, really. <laughs> it's like, oh come on. And so far, well, yes, I agree, I agree. And so far. It, I mean, you could mistake this story for the original Robin Hood, right? It's 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 nice and uh, I mean, it's nice and low stakes. It's clearly a very family friendly uh, production. So I was kind of surprised by the level of violence once we started following Judy's plotline, because even yes. though so Judy Hopps is 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 Maid Marian, and she at this point has started Occupy Nottingham, the extremely violent. Uh, wealth redistribution uh, terrorist regime. She will not have any of it. She is not the maid sitting in the tower waiting for the dragon to come rescue her. No, no. Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> she gets down and she goes out on the street and she is like, she does not care about anything that uh, Prince Boom, John has headshot. To say. Boom, headshot. Like she is, she is executing people she's, left and right. She's the blood splatter. It's like the animated sequence in Kill Bill. It's so violent. <laughs> it's remarkable that there's anybody left. Uh, to the point that while while uh, uh, what do we have Robin Hood and uh, uh, and Little John they're 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 playing their fun schemes and, and making some money, she's literally busting into people's homes and executing them in the street and yelling "Eat the rich," and her followers actually eat the rich because yes. this is still like the predation is a, a, a is a real yes, thing. I mean, she's just going fucking I mean, off the mean That's why I think like I mean like. Considering her backstory, I would think she would like go into into Nottingham and like take charge like a proper maid and like control things, yeah. do things however. And like I mean she's she's a farm girl. I mean I would I would have thought she'd been introducing modern farming methods to alleviate the problems that the, oh, well, the, the people of Nottingham have. She certainly does. She certainly oh, does. Okay. But hey, bone, the, bone the, meal is a good fertilizer, I realize that. Bone. <laughs> specifically that one scene where like, you know, the the, the executed rich get like basically Ground, ground up, up into and, compost. And yes. It's like, yeah, it's like it's not a pretty scene. It's like I don't think how, I don't understand how Disney managed to get away with that. Like, well, again, this was before. I mean, they were harking back to their days before the uh, before the Renaissance. Like they did. Uh, uh, do you remember the Black Cauldron? Oh yes. And oh, that was proper scary. It was. It was. That was terrifying. Uh, did you ever read the original books? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because uh, that kind of defies the concept of this podcast. <laughs> we haven't reviewed those yet, so it's allowed. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's like uh, the the original story is it's it's very dark and scary, very much so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Disney Disneyfied it basically. Wait, so you're telling me that the the, the movie The Black Cauldron was the upbeat version of an even darker book? I an mean, even darker built children's book. Yes. Wow. No wonder we turned out the way we did. <laughs> I wonder what that's going to do to the, the the generation that comes after us because I like I have great hope for for people who grew up on on, on Zootopia. Like when I walked out of that of that film, I already had the idea that this is a movie that a lot of parents are going to use to explain a lot of very different things to their children. Uh, you know about how people how people get on with each other and uh, uh, depending on their life experiences, very various perspective on on uh, uh, discrimination and and, yeah. and bigotry yeah. and pre- prejudice. Uh, prejudice, yeah, in, in, in various forms, which I thought was very, very good and very enlightening. But anyone who went to Zootopia 2, Robin Hood, like, you're gonna come out of that scarred, or you're gonna come out of that and, and, and just an anarchist occupying wherever you live. To be honest, I think they were trying to do it like, like sell off the toy sales, and they, they realized, like, how much, uh, oh, yeah, the, how much the, they're making in, uh, with Star Wars, selling lightsabers and holocrons, and they, they just want to get, like, the, get into the violent toys business. Like, oh, yeah, the four to five year old, uh, crossbows, those are, those are very yeah. popular. The little maid Marion with her, with her bloody axe, 
uh, action figures. You can fill it up with, with ketchup, and then actual blood will spray Works. out when she can whack someone on the head. It's like, it's like the Monty That's Python rabbit had nothing on her. <laughs> Speaking of, I think the Monty Python rabbit is in the, in the uh, audience. Yeah, uh, we have an audience of the, the, the terrible rabbit of Caer Banog. You're the one who speaks Welsh, not me. Croesoigamri. <laughs> I mean, the level of violence is shocking, but also the, the, the duration of it. Like, everybody else gets, gets little vignettes, and then it's always back to Judy and her reign of terror. Yeah. Judy dragging uh, uh, the rich out. I mean, she, yeah, she, she introduced some modern farming methods on the, on the side. And, but that, well, that, that seems to be a more thing. And like, yeah, it becomes like a, a really bit of a mad Judy thing. It's like, the, she's like, I don't know why I wrote that down. Isn't what is it? Uh, <laughs> Is there, okay, let's, guys, let's all break this down and see if we can figure out. So, is it the, 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 the Mad King from, from Game of Thrones, maybe? Is it a Mad Max reference? Is it a reference Judy. to, yes. uh, oh, it's, to, it's, it's, it's a not, Mad, it's, it's Mad, not Mad, 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 It's not Maid Judy, it's Mad Judy. That's what they're calling her. Okay. That's like, from Maid Marion to Mad, Maid, Mad, Mad, Maid Judy, and it's Mad Judy. And, and Mad Marion wouldn't have been better, you think? Mad Marion, I suppose it could have been. Should we just Mad, hold on? Just, Mad Marion, like Mad yes. Marion. There we go. Let's do some chronological editing here. Yeah, yeah. Can we all just pretend that that was how we started? Because I think that's rather good. And and then hold on. Uh, Marion. Yes, write it upside down so that everybody can read it properly. This is sort of a Rorschach test. If you see a butterfly in there, that means you're gay. <laughs> okay. More more fun correlations. Who else do we have on the? Uh, on the on the board here. Oh yes, of course. Uh, uh, the only the only thing that's, that's uh, uh, keeping uh, Mad Marion from uh, uh, going completely insane uh, is her uh, is her trusty sidekick, her lady in waiting, her best friend, uh, Lady Clark Clawhauser, the hefty cheetah who he wears uh, the dress so well. He seems to like it. Well, yeah, he's just like exploring with, some stuff. With, yeah, pulling up his petticoat when he's running around after her. Would you? To, oh well, of course. What's the point of petticoats if you can't sort of daintily? This is true. And like not Dance about in the ankle them. because of like the long undergarment with like puffy frills around the ankles, <laughs> and he's like, oh. and it's like it's, it's it's such a fitting role for uh, Clawhauser, I think. Yeah, even though he's splattered in blood, and even though he has to drag the corpses uh, off, he does like a shocked expression <laughs> every like, time, every time, and then he has a little donut and he cries to himself, and then he just buries it all back down. It just buries it all back down and doesn't talk about it like a responsible adult. Donuts. Is there a reference there that no. I'm missing? Okay, just Nottingham Donuts. Cool. Well, we could go the whole uh, Cornish pasty way, but like I don't think uh, Nottingham. Now, which Cornwall. ones are those? Uh, those are the, uh, the those are the short uh, short cast pastry ones. They're usually very quite big. Yeah, and they they roll them out. It used to be a miners a Cornish miners thing, and they'd uh, get them uh, they'd, they'd have them prepared, and they'd be like uh, most of them would be filled with uh, savory food, mm-hmm. uh, mostly potatoes and carrots and stuff like that. That's and a good they, pie. And towards, and towards one end, it would be have have a sweet filling. So you would have, like, oh. you would have like your, 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 your food while you were in the one. You would have a little dessert towards one corner of the, uh, oh, that's clever. Of, the, of the pasty. So that was a, uh, yeah, it was a nice way to go. I don't think personally I'd, I'd like to just make separate breakfast, but, uh, oh, you know, my, uh, uh Jamaican, uh, Jamaican pasties. Oh, no. What are they called? Oh, no, Jama- patties, aren't Jama- they? Oh, pasties. Pasties. Yeah, Jamaican pasties. Mm. Jama- Jamaican pasties. No way. What the fuck was no, that? <laughs> Jamaican pasties. <laughs> Good day, mate. Welcome to Jamaica. <laughs> must, must be the must be the Australian Barton you find everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, we finish off with uh, Sir Hiss as uh, uh, assistant mayor. Wow, I shouldn't have shortened assistant quite like that. <laughs> 
think you did that on purpose. Assistant Mayor Bellwether, I, my attorney has advised me to neither confirm nor deny. Who sits there whispering her little falsehoods and little manipulations into, uh, 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 in, in, into Prince John's ear. Yeah. It's just now occurring to me that, that both Prince and Little are, are names John in this story. Yes. Was this always the case? Uh, yes. Little yeah. John and Prince John. Why did I never make that connection? Uh, well, they're not connected. I mean, they're like just two no, parents I... happen to be called John. Yeah, okay. Like, they only had 17 uh, uh, first names back in the Middle Ages. Like the, rest, oh, yes. the rest was invented later. And they all had to mean rock. I mean, this is, this is actually true. Like, the, 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 the source... Uh, words on which many of these names are based. Uh, John, like Alan, I happen to know. Also, Rock, John, Rock. Like, apparently in the, in the, in a proto-Indo-European language, as it was... Rock was very important. Yeah, yeah. They beat scissors, but they didn't have them back then. No, they didn't have... Well, that's because rocks beat them all. Oh, that'll be it. Uh, So it was only after paper was invented that rock could be defeated and scissors could come back. That would have been it. That makes sense all of a sudden. I don't know why, like this podcast, fuck, like, did we, did we explain it well enough? Did the people have any chance of enjoying this? And now it's the, it's the, it's the part that we look forward to so much where we try and, and figure out how this shit ends. Well, of course we have, first of all. Do you have um, something? Well, well, we're going to have to, remember, we're forgetting the most important scene in the book. It's oh, the that's ar- right. The, the archery contest. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. The archery contest yeah, the in the book. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, John, like, of course, gets, like, uh, does the same thing that they did in the original, uh, uh, in the original book, uh, this, this time whispered in by, uh, Sir Hiss, as, as depicted by Miss Bellwinner. Uh, and, uh, they tell them to, uh, go and do the archery contest. Now, we arrive at a problem here because. Yeah. Nick, unlike Robin. Does not know how to shoot a bow. He's, he's not very good at it at all, but he is good at. Scheming. Scheming. Yeah. And they go like, okay, how can we fix this? And we can, we, we can rig an archery, archery contest. And like, when they, they come up, uh, up with a good way to rig the archery contest. They go to, uh, to one of the DeLoreans. They rip out some of the parts and they do it with fucking magnets. Yes. They just set up a ginormous <laughs> magnetic coil behind one of the targets. <laughs> and when it's, uh, uh, Nick's turn to shoot, they just turn it on and their arrow goes <laughs> straight through the target. Bullseye so every time. Bit. And uh, yeah, it, it goes into the hole. He split the arrow and like he double split the arrow. <laughs> uh, lots of huzzahing and, uh. Now, here's what, what, what I was curious about. So in the original film, uh, uh, yes, the original film of the book Robin Hood by Disney in 1973, um, Robin's motivation for joining the archery contest is that he wants a kiss from Marion with the, uh, with whom he's still, he's still sweethearts. Yes. But in this case, Marion is, is literally off terrorizing, uh, uh, the wealthy. Well, I mean, it's like during the archery contest, you can see the smoky, the smoke rising up from Nottingham. And like several times, like people are asking, like, is it wise that we are holding an archery contest while Maid Marion is on a rampage <laughs> yeah. in the city? And all the nobles are kind of like sitting there rather nervous. And they actually figured like, it's probably safer out there than it is to stay in town. Yeah. But like they, they also want to deal with, uh, uh, or they also think that it's probably like, is now the right time to be talking about responsible bow ownership? Should we, should we be talking about maybe arrow control? We, we, we limit quivers to a capacity of 10 arrows. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, you can only have arrows which are no longer than, uh, furlong. No way, furlong is, uh, <laughs> that's an impressive arrow. Uh, yeah, I meant to, to say yard. Yard, there <laughs> like, we go. I don't know why I went to furlong. <laughs> Even fathom would have been like unfeasibly long arrows. Is a fathom shorter than a furlong? Yes. A fathom is almost two meters, I think, or maybe four. Oh, Something okay. Like How yeah. much is a league? Oh, uh, roughly a mile. Okay, cool. Let's keep doing this. What else do we have? Uh, a hectare. A uh, hundred by a hundred meters. Oh, God damn, you're good at this. It's, like, it's not that. 
It's like when you have to like start. It's magic, doing, isn't it? It's like when you have to start doing conversions. It's like like ah yes, let's do some of those. Let's not do that. Okay. It's like furlongs per fortnight. It's like you can't do it, but like, spoiling all my fun. Especially if you want to like express the speed of light in furlongs per fortnight, you get ridiculously large numbers. Okay. It turns out the problem is, of course, that. Uh, the reason that John had to rise, raise the taxes was to pay for the ransom of good King Richard. Ah, yeah. Now, was this the case in the in the original book as well? In the original book, yes. In the original Disney modification, I think it was just because little John, oh, sorry, uh, uh, King, good King John, no. King no, John. Prince John. Prince John. Sorry. Prince John, yes. Prince John. Shitty King Prince Richard. John. Yeah. Prince John. Shitty Prince John. He was just like being a greedy little bastard who wanted all the money for himself, I think. Yeah. Uh, and mostly his who would like to like do the whole pointing coin playing, coin counting stack. That was like He's the first series. And I guess that uh, uh, that Miss M- Bellwether did a good job at that as well. It's like being yeah. a good little bureaucrat that she is. And and certainly convincing. Who did we have? Just oh, yeah, Duke to- Wesselton, because she offered him the one thing he couldn't refuse. Money. <laughs> so at the end of the archery contest, when uh, Robin is being like uh, uh, captured and uh, held imprisoned, you can see in the background it's like a, a, a basically a column of an army which is like being raised by Judy, marching out of the gates of Nottingham and disappearing off in the distance. Yeah, leaving behind her like burning buildings, burning a castle buildings. in 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 ruins. Yes. Of course, this this is uh, caused for a complete dis- debasement of the currency. Yeah, like by stealing and reintroducing the currency so quickly. That that even though it's the same money being stolen and returned, it seems like inflation, and it's worth less every time that it re-enters the economy. And it basically turns it, it turns into the scene where everybody's poor and nothing is going right, and uh, yeah, uh, everybody's I, I in debtors' prisons, absolutely, including oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, 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 gazelle, um, got the glitter tiger rhinos. Oh no, no, they're 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 standing with the glittering in front of the uh, oh, uh, yeah. the tower, holding uh, holding everybody imprisoned in there. Uh, they do have, uh, for some reason, uh, 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 Clawhammer Hauser in there as um, Clawhammer. Clawhammer. <laughs> no, I like it. That's his. That's his prison nickname. He's Clawhammer. <laughs> He's going to sit on you if you don't do as he says. So it's like, yeah, it's like in his still in his pretty dress. Like, like they, they have the whole daring escape scene where they manage to fight their way out of the tower and just as like it looks at like it's getting recaptured again. Oh yeah. There's another big fanfare and arrival and looks what happens. Uh, Judy shows back up. Uh, having fought her way to the Holy Land and back again, bringing back King Richard. He's overthrown the monarchy, so he's just Richard now. Yeah. Uh, he has joined her cause and introduces uh, essentially a highly successful, uh, if not particularly stable, form of communism into Europe uh, in the 14th century. Finally managed to get the uh, the DeLoreans back in. In working uh, order. Back like, working order. Uh, much in the same way that DeLoreans are being manufactured again today, uh, uh, they disassemble all the various time DeLoreans oh. that they've uh, used to go back in time and constructed one working one out of it. Uh, they managed to get everything out and it's like basically sets them up for coming into the, back into Zootopia. But it's not the Zootopia that they expect it to be. And it sets <sighs> it very nicely up for the, the last one. It's like Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the uh, formerly played by Sylvester Stallone, which is going to be the third uh, installment in the Zootopia series. In the blasted wasteland of Zootopia, one woman is the law, Judge Judy. Oh, why couldn't we have have done that one? Wow, I really hurt myself there. Why couldn't we have done that one? That would have been so good. But hey, I think we actually managed to make it to the end of this book. This book had an ending. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so, 
how are we gonna how are we gonna rate this book? Oh, um, let's see. We what's can... a good what's a good anarchy number? Anarchy doesn't no, what numbers. We... Or, no, exactly. Uh, or... That's that's a tricky one. Look, what kind of a rating do we give to this uh, this book? Let's see. We've had a bunch of different characters. Oh no, you start. How many how many furlongs out of a farthing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> farthing is money. Uh, uh, furlongs out of a farthing. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, yeah. we have a penny farthing, so how many pennies out of a farthing? How about we go with A penny that? farthing is a bicycle. They didn't have those in Robin Hood. Okay, how many penny farthings out of a DeLorean? You can do it by weight. <sighs> well, you could, because they're stainless steel. This so. is the most entertaining part of the podcast. Look, see how everyone's on tenterhooks. Yeah. They can't wait to hear the number that you're going to make well, up. Okay, so you can make at least a thousand penny farthings out of a DeLorean. Cool. I, I liked it. I liked it. And I especially like it. It's a good book, right? Yeah, I'll give it's it, a little I'll violent give, for, the, uh, for the age range. I'll give it ten pennies out of a farthing. <laughs> sounds that sounds right. So, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Yes, next week's book is uh, by Jade Boss. It is where the self-obsessed get serious about hookers or cake. <laughs> sounds like a great book. And that about covers it. Thank you for joining us and cover my ass <laughs> here, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kathy. We only judge a book by its cover. Thank you so much. That was surprisingly painless. Thank you so much for being an excellent.